Welcome back, Chameleons, to SB Answers as your host, SB Answers. For those of you who are new to my podcast today, and I'm hoping that you'll get to know me more of a person behind the mic as well as the diagnosis of autism and mental health. Just a brief little intro about me for those of you who are new today. I'm SB Answers, as I said quickly. I'm all about creating mental health videos as well as autism videos, taking you all on a journey when I'm able, as well as advocating, navigating through life, through autism and mental health, as well as educating you all and so much more i would like to put three disclaimers on right now as i'm doing this podcast um, number one is i'm not a medical doctor i'm just your normal joe blog sharing my lived experiences with asbestos syndrome or asbestos in short and that some things i may share how i cope on the daily may or may not work for you and what may or may not work for you will not work for me or vice versa what works for me will work for you hearsay and in saying this that if there's any signs and symptoms that presents to the cases of what I share of these everyday topics of mental health and autism do seek professional advice and second opinion as well as also just in saying that that I don't wish to see any harm in the making the second part of the disclaimer here I would like to discuss is as I go along sharing you with the podcast of the topics the terms I'll be using like asperger's and autism will likely to interchange a bit throughout the series and I don't want to offend anyone this will go for the terminologies of people with autism persons with autism this again will depend on the person who has autism of the actual how they want to be addressed as an autistic or a person with autism so be respectable when you do meet an autistic hearsay because obviously at the end of the day we don't want to as I said offend anyone and in saying this that of this offence we should be able to just remove our mentality and just be respectful of others' opinions, beliefs and what have you because at the end of the day everyone's different. Ask an autistic first before maybe addressing them as an autistic person or what have you. Just get to know them as a person as a whole behind the autism as well as removing that kind of wishful thinking that everyone is the same. Or what have you but more of that of the case how to address the autistic community and the executive functioning labels or what have you that I will be presenting in one of the series over. Since I'm an autistic, don't forever assume that, you know, as you're getting to know me as a person behind the voice or behind the actual camera, that every autistic is the same. Every autistic will be different because obviously autism is a wide spectrum of different kind of conditions that branches out. But I'll be sharing more about autism, what it's like later on in one of my podcasting pieces. The topics that are being shared right now as I'm sharing with you all today will obviously be based on an American, UK or Aussie website or any other websites as I do my research because as I said before that many of these research findings that I'm doing right now will be based on this areas because New Zealand has limited resources and references to what I'm sharing with you all on the everyday topics that you may be questioning on and want to learn from me based on also my lived experiences as well and in saying this while I give you some tips and advice along the way please be considerate inside the actual advice part of it is this is just strictly based on my lived experiences as I said some of this may work for you versus vice versa may not work for you as well so let's just be respectable of each other's differences of opinions here welcome back to episode two of all about autism this now a series two which is all about PPD and OS. 
If you've been involved with World of Autism for more than a few years, you may be familiar with a disorder called PPDNOS or Pervasive Developmental Disorder, not otherwise specified. You may even have a child who received this diagnosis also. You might have been told that it's a diagnosis that means on the autism spectrum, but not falling within any of the existing specific categories of autism that are clearly mentioned earlier in episode 2, series 1, which you can revert back to right now. So you may be questioning the very first question to me is, what is PPDNOS? PPDNOS is one of the four autistic disorders in the DSM-5 manual and also was known or one of the five disorders classified as a pervasive developmental disorder in the DSM-5. According to the DSM-4, however, PPDNOS is a diagnosis that is used for severe and pervasive impairment in the development of reciprocal social interaction or verbal and non-verbal communication skills or when stereotyped behaviour, interests and activities are present. But the criteria aren't met for a specific PDDE or for several other disorders. PPD and OS includes atypical autism because the criteria for autistic disorder aren't met. For instance, because of the late age of onset, atypical symptomatology or subthreshold symptomatology or all of these, even though PPD and OS is considered milder than typical autism, this isn't always true. While some characteristics may be milder, others may be more severe. As I said, PPD and OS for the stand for nation of it is pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified. Again, I need to clarify that. PDD and OS was one of the several previously separate subtypes of autism that were folded into the single diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder with the publication of the DSM-5 diagnostic manual that was released in 2013. In the past, however, psychologists and psychiatrists often use the term pervasive developmental disorders and autism spectrum disorders interchangeably. As such, PDDNOS became or became the diagnosis applied to children or adults who are on the autism spectrum but don't fully meet the, the criteria for another ASD such as autistic disorder sometimes called the classic autism or, in this case, asperger's syndrome. Like all forms of autism, PDD and OS can occur in conjunction with a wide spectrum of intellectual ability. Its defining features are significant challenges in social and language development. The diagnosis of PDD and OS is as follows. As we know, this is an old diagnostic category. It's not included as an option for an autism spectrum disorder and it is not part of the ZS5 anymore. But it is included in the ICD-10 as either atypical autism or pervasive developmental disorder unspecified. The diagnosis of a pervasive developmental disorder not otherwise specified is given to individuals with difficulties in the areas of social interaction, communication and or stereotypical behaviour patterns or interests but who don't meet the full DSM-4 criteria for autism or another PDD. This doesn't necessarily mean that PDD and OS is a milder disability than the other PDDs that you hear about. It only means that individuals who receive this diagnosis don't meet the diagnostic criteria of the other PDDs. 
but there is still a pervasive developmental disorder that affects the individual in the areas of communication, socialization, and behavior. As for the other pervasive developmental disorders, the diagnosis of PDD in Norway is, requires the involvement of a terms of for the team of specialists. The individual needs to undergo a full diagnostic evaluation, including a thorough medical, social, adaptive, motor skills, and communication history. Other parts of an assessment can be behavioural rating scales, direct behavioural observations, psychological assessments, educational assessments, communication assessments, and occupational assessments. Description of PP. PDNOS merely as a sub-threshold category without a more specific case definition poses methodological problems for research regarding the relatively heterogeneous group of people who received this diagnosis. While it's true that children diagnosed with PDNOS as a whole show fewer intellectual deficits and are higher functioning than autistic children, many others who fit the criteria for PDNOS have some autistic features but also have intellectual deficits that are so severe that it's difficult or impossible to tell whether some of the deficits come from the autism or from the severe to profound degree of intellectual disability in itself. Furthermore, some others who fit the criteria for PD and OS come to professional attention at a later age compared to those diagnosed with autism. Some developmental health professionals refer to PD and OS as a sub-threshold autism. In other words, it's the diagnosis they use for someone who has some but not all characteristics of autism or has relatively mild symptoms. For instance, a person may have significant autism symptoms in one core area such as social deficits but mild or no symptoms in another core area such as restricted reverted behaviours. As in diagnosis, PD and OS remains relatively new dating back only 15 years or so. As a result, some physicians and educators may not be familiar with the term or may use it incorrectly. The current Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, DSM-5, spells out the criteria for diagnosis of PD and OS. Unfortunately, this description consists of a single paragraph which mainly asserts what it's not. This category should be used when there is severe and pervasive impairment in the developmental of reciprocal social interaction associated with impairment in either verbal or non-verbal communication skills or the presence of stereotyped behaviour, interests and activities. But the criteria aren't met for specific pervasive developmental disorder. Schizophrenia, schizotypical personality disorder or avoidant personality disorder, for example, this category includes atypical autism presentations. They don't meet the criteria for autistic disorder because of late age at onset, atypical symptomology or subthreshold symptomology or all of these. More helpful perhaps are studies suggesting that persons with PD and OS can be placed in one of the three very different subgroups. A high functioning group, around 25% whose symptoms largely overlap with that of Asperger's syndrome but who differ in terms of a having a lag in language development and mild cognitive impairment. Asperger's syndrome doesn't generally involve speech delay or cognitive impairment, however. A second group, around 25% whose symptoms more clearly resemble those of autistic disorder but don't fully meet all of its diagnostic signs and symptoms. The third group, around 50% who meet all the diagnostic criteria for autistic disorder but whose stereotypical and repetitive behaviours aren't noticeably mild. 
So the next question being wondering, similarly to what I shared earlier, is why PDNOS no longer exists, right? So as I said before, PDNOS was first added to the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of the DSM in the year of 1987, though it wasn't well described. This category should be used when there is a qualitative impairment in the development of reciprocal social interaction and of verbal and non-verbal communication skills, but the criteria aren't meant for autistic disorder, schizophrenia or schizotypical or schizoid personality disorder. Some people with this diagnosis will exhibit a markedly restricted repertoire of activities and interests, but others will not. By the year of 2000, the DCM listed five disorders that fell under the category of pervasive developmental disorders, which include autism, Asperger's syndrome, Rett syndrome, Fragile X syndrome, and PDNOS. When the DSM-5 was published in the year of 2013, however, the term PDNOS wasn't included. Most of the people involved felt that it wasn't or was too broad and poorly understood to be a useful diagnosis. With the DSM-5, most people who once had the PDNOS diagnosis were considered to have an autism spectrum diagnosis instead. The signs and symptoms of PDNOS to look out for before the year of 2013 and the DSM-5 was involved, many children had some symptoms of one PDD and some symptoms of another, but not enough of any one of the four specific disorders to receive a diagnosis. In other words, while they clearly have social communication delays and other symptoms, they did not have Rett syndrome, Fragile X syndrome, Asperger's syndrome or autism. As a result, they received the catch-all diagnosis of PDD-NOS. Children with PDNOS might have mild or severe symptoms, they may have been intelligent or cognitively delayed, they might have been verbal or non-verbal, the only real point in common therefore were some but not all of the symptoms of any of the other PDDs. On the upside, PDNOS did provide a diagnostic option for doctors looking at children who had a range of differences that didn't seem to fit any particular category. On the downside, the category was so general and so vague that it told parents, therapists and teachers very little. Unlike the now defunct Asperger's Syndrome category, which was another term for high-functioning autism, PDDNOS could mean virtually anything to anyone. There's no set pattern of symptoms and signs in children with PDDNOS, however. It's important to realise that a very wide range of diversity is seen in children with this condition of PDD and OS. All signs and symptoms, behaviour patterns are common in these children, but a single child seldom shows all the features at one given time. In other words, all children with PDD and OS don't have the same degree of intensity of the disorder. PDD and OS can be mild with the child exhibiting a few symptoms while in the school or neighbourhood environment. Other children may have a more severe form of PDD and OS and have difficulties in all areas of their lives. Because of the possibility that PDD and OS and autistic disorder on a continuum, many clinical features observed in children with PD and OS are very similar to those being described in the literature for autistic disorder. Major signs and symptoms of PD and OS are described as below to what I'm sharing with you today. Deficits in social behaviour. Impairment in non-verbal communication. Some of the impairments in non-verbal communication accompanying PD and OS are in the following. These children don't copy their parents to the extent the children without PD and OS. They do a number of activities without any accompanying facial expressions. For instance, they may develop the gesture of pulling adults or parents with 
but without any expression on their faces. They generally don't participate in games and activities that require imitation and participation. But with the growing years, when the children are in the middle and late childhood stages, they are able to understand other people's gestures, though they themselves don't use gestures. The children with PD and OS are able to show joy, fear or anger, but they may only show the extreme of emotions. However, no facial expressions accompany these emotions that are clearly mentioned. Impairment and understanding speech. Impairments in speech by children with PDD and OS has some of the ch- characteristics like children or persons with PDD and OS have mental retardation, may not be able to ever develop the ability of speech. Children with a less severe PDD and OS may be able to follow simple speech if accompanied by suitable gestures. For example, telling someone to bring the newspaper while pointing to the newspaper may be understood by such children. Mostly, the affected children fail to understand and comprehend the real meaning of humour or sarcasm or common sayings, etc. Impediment in speech development. Unusual patterns of behavior will include the following. Resistance to change. The affected child feels highly distressed at the slightest change. For instance, minor changes in regular routines may lead to tantrums or the child to become very sad if lines of toys or objects created by them is disturbed. Ritualistic or compulsive disorders. These behaviors include rigid routines like insistence on having same foods or repetitive acts like hand flapping some children become obsessed with certain tasks like memorizing weather data state capitals etc abnormal attachments and behaviors sometimes some children may develop attachments to odd objects like batteries or pipe cleaners some children may develop infatuation with features like texture or the color of certain articles of their choice Unusual responses to sensory experiences. Many children with PDD and OS may seem under-responsive or over-responses to sensory stimuli. Thus, they may be mistaken to be deaf or dumb at times. Some of them may act in a different way, like the, liking the rough touch to gentle caressing or selecting foods in a very restrictive way or taking foods from a wide variety. Disturbance on movement. The motor skills of the affected children may be delayed but are generally within the acceptable normal ranges. They may be overactive at a young age and may become less overactive in adolescence, yes. They may exhibit characteristics such as grimacing, hand flapping or twisting, toe walking, lunging, jumping, darting or pacing, body rocking and swaying or head rolling or banging. Sometimes such activities appear occasionally while in some cases they are being exhibited over a period of time. Intelligence and cognitive deficits. Associated features, some children affected with people DD and OS may have the emotional expression that may be flattened, excessive or inappropriate to the situation. For example, they may scream or cry without any reason while at times they may giggle or laugh hysterically. Sometimes they may ignore the real dangers like moving vehicles or the possibility of falling from heights while they get scared of harmless objects like a particular stuffed animal. It's common for individuals with PD and OS to have more intact social skills and a lower level of intellectual deficit than individuals with other PDDs. Characteristics of many individuals with PD and OS are communication difficulties, example using and misunderstanding their language, difficulty with social behaviour, difficulty with changes in routines or environments, uneven skill development, strengths in some areas and delays in others, Unusual play with toys and other objects, repetitive body movements or behaviour patterns, preoccupation with fantasy such as imaginary friends and childhood. Causes. The causes of PDD 
identified by the Centre for Children with Disabilities has been identified in these words. Both behavioural and biological studies have generated sufficient evidence to suggest that PDNOS is caused by a neurological abnormality problems with the nerve nervous system. However, no specific cause or causes has been identified. While studies have been found by various nervous system problems, no single problem has been consistently found and exact causes are far from clear. This may be due to the current approach of defining PDNOS based on behaviours as opposed to, say, genetic testing. Hence, it is possible that PDNOS is the result of several different conditions. The treatment. There is no known cure for PDDNOS, especially for many other conditions, but there are interventions that can have a positive influence. Early and in intensive implementation of evidence-based practices and interventions are generally believed to improve outcomes. Most of these are individualized special education strategies rather than medical or pharmaceutical treatments. The best outcomes are achieved when a team approach among supporting individuals is being used. Some of the more common therapies and services may include visual and environmental supports, visual schedules, applied behaviour analysts, including discrete trial training, pivotal response treatment and positive behaviour support, social stories and comic strip conversations, speech therapy, physical and occupational therapy. And just as a heads up also, just to bear in mind, for these treatments and therapies that has been just illustrated here in this podcast, as well as later to date on my video, that have an open mind in doing these because obviously as I said before some of the treatments and therapies may work for me and not for others and vice versa some of the stuff may work for you but not for me so just have an open mind as well as also in saying this that we need to be in mind that some people may not believe in some approaches of certain therapies so be considerate of others how might a parent or an affected adult recognize PD and OS is the last question you may be thinking right now. PD and OS is characterized by delays in the development of socialization and communication skills. Parents may notice associated behaviors as early as infancy. These may include delays in using and understanding language, difficulty relating to people, unusual play with toys and other objects, difficulty with changes in routine or surroundings, and repetitive body movements or behavior patterns. You may be also questioning the last one also, how should it be treated? As with all autism spectrum disorders, early diagnosis and intervention of the best chance for optimizing outcomes, including success in the mainstream of classrooms and the achievement of independence and a high quality of life in adulthood. However, it's never too late to begin behavioral therapy. As, a, as I previously mentioned, no two individuals with PD and OS are alike. Indeed, they can have completely different strengths and challenges. As a result, treatments and interventions should be highly individualized based on a com through thorough assessment by a qualified developmental specialist. The evaluation should be considered with such factors as behavioral history, current symptoms, communication patterns, social competence, and neuropsychological functioning. Parents of children diagnosed with PD and OS should pursue an early intervention program for a younger child and in and an individual education program for a school-aged child to maybe when they reach to their teens. So this quickly ends a video of what the different types of autism is. As I said, some of these will be hopefully coming up on a playlist versus on my end card about more of what to find out, hopefully. 
So if you like this, smash the like, comment below if you've got any of these type autisms and if so, what do you do to try and manage it on a day-to-day -day basis and what would you want to say to others around you that wants to gain a better understanding so we can open up for discussion. So enough for the day guys, thanks for support, thanks for watching, do what you love, love what you do, until next time, SP signing out and I'll see you again soon. Ciao for now. Also, where to find me? This again will be listed in the socials, but just to tell you right now is Facebook is my sp.answers, my Twitter again will be sp.answers, which they're both capital A. Spotify obviously is sp.answers, which is capital A, capital A. YouTube is sp.answers, again capital A. Patreon is my crowdfunding page right now. You can find me on patreon.com, sp.answers basically. And for those of you who don't know what Patreon is today, for those who are listening that are new, I have this set up for funding for future projects like this one of my podcast versus my merch that I've been designing which I'll share more briefly soon about my merch update or even in this podcast right now as I'm addressing this to you guys is that it's like a crowdfunding page or funding page for creators like me or content creators, music creators, whoever it may be that's seeking out funding to support themselves in a way of maybe say they need extra equipment for their cameras versus maybe their radio equipment if they were doing something similar like I am doing today or covering their rent, travel costs, what have you. And I'm saying this also basically for the merch you'll see me basically maybe wearing it once in a while on my YouTube channel as well as maybe you know out and about in public. And so and saying this my merch site is spreadshirt.com life hyphen of hyphen and hyphen SB and another one you can find me on my social is, is for those who haven't and I like to read instead of watching or what have you as an alternative for you guys is lifeofansbweb.wordpress.com So this wraps up everything. I want to thank you all for listening right now. Follow me on the socials that were listed below. Subscribe, share this podcast to friends and family. You know, if you want to feel free to become a patron patreon to support this future project as well as many others that are in the works as of this time feel free to you know donate big or small with me and this journey of it and also my merch obviously will cover the cost for this as well so i'll catch you all again on the other side sb signing out for now and bye